This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What stresses you out most when it comes to the holidays? Uh, 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, we need to sound the alarm. Do you know why? Why? What alarm? It is two weeks to Christmas. Oh, thank God. I mean, no. Just get it done. That's what I'm thinking. Get it done. No, no, no. It's happening too fast. I get it. I get it because I have felt this increasing pressure because we are so short out this year because we got screwed on a week we did get screwed on a week six five one six four one one oh seven one but in general what stresses you out most about the holidays i last night i okay long story short my husband was traveling for work i've been trying to get three children to three places at the exact same time all by myself so uh i realized in between all of this oh my gosh i still haven't decorated for christmas what kind of mother am I? So once I got them where they needed to be, I quickly uh, unpacked all the Christmas boxes, vomited Christmas all over my house, and then picked them all up from their various activities. And then they walked into a virtual winter wonderland. And I thought, congratulations, mom, you've made magic right now. They were probably like, what's this stuff? No, they were super excited. Oh, they God. were like, oh, Christmas is happening this year. I was like, yeah, two weeks from today. Usually I've already decorated the house i am behind also first thing one thing i did yesterday that i had not done yet purchased my very first christmas present oh wow christmas is in two (sighs) weeks why are you so relaxed i don't have children oh my god and i live in a home that i'm not allowed to have christmas (laughs) i finally got i I had a very big success this year and finally got uh, my partner to put up my one christmas present or Christmas decoration, which is that ceramic tree that I've been wanting for years, and Yay. I finally got as a gift last year. And then I have your tree, um, the the white, white tree, tree that you gave me last year. So um, that's all I'm allowed. And oh, I do have a pine scented um, Bath and Body Works diffuser. But you go pine all year round. <laughs> all the time you love. Pine. No, I do like pine, but especially this year, the pine is in full force. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is stressing you out most uh, about the holidays? Is it knowing that you're going to have to spend time with your it's, in-laws? It's just that feeling of being on that um, moving sidewalk. Like you step on that moving sidewalk, and you literally feel like your body is just being dragged through space and time beyond your control because you're going from one event to you know a thing that you have to do before you you know leave for the holidays. In our case, or just get ready for the holidays. So yeah, it's that. Just constant go, go, go. I the, To that end, I get really frustrated um, with, like when I watch, if I watch a Hallmark movie, I'm, I, I have this romanticized idea of wandering around 
the the downtown Christmas experience. I'm just saying, like yeah, when you no, watch a Hallmark it. movie, yeah. you know everybody's got their scarf on and they're outside because yeah. it's not yeah. 20 below and hear. their fingers are freezing off. Get out of my way! Right, and they're just mm. wandering around like looking for the perfect gift. Instead, right now, what I feel is full blown panic. Like I have to get X amount of gifts. For X amount of people, and they have to be good. Are you? And they have to look thoughtful. But I really, I don't have to. I don't get to wander around, and you know, have the. Christmas do you cheer. actually go places to shop? No. I was gonna say, like, I would just do a lot of that online. I do, but the but my problem is the way that Christmas is marketed to us. Yeah. It makes it look like this nice, romantic, like slow, strolly experience, and it's oh not. God, who's having that? It's experience? filled with anxiety and anger, and Hallmark gets it oh wrong. <laughs> Trisha's anxiety on the line. Don't you have anything else? Trisha's on the line. <laughs> Hi, Trisha. Trisha, what stresses you out most about the holidays? Well, it's the complicated coupons that you get that say like save twenty percent if there's a full moon, or forty oh, yeah. percent if you shop between Thursday and Friday. Yes. Or the one that you get, like one day you go gro- you go to the store, whatever store it is, and they give you a coupon, but it's not good until two weeks from now. Right. What's the point? Yeah. Well, I know what they're trying to do is get me to come back, but instead I'm just frustrated because I can't. I just use it right now. Exactly. Or everybody, you you stand in line and everybody in front of you has some special coupon and you don't have it. Oh, oh that's it. the worst. I like, feel you, Trisha. When you're Thank at you. <laughs> Yeah, like when there's a, a circular ad or something and everybody's got the circular ad and you're like, why should I have to carry around a piece of paper right. in 2019? Right? Can't I just show you my phone? Right. Like, it's hard enough that I have to carry around actual cards. Oh, man. It's I rough. don't really anymore. You, I love using my phone to pay for things. Can we just take this moment to... Um, if you don't have mobile pay mm-hmm. and you're a retailer... Get on the stick. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. I will okay. say, I feel like we're finally getting to a place where most people now have that um, yeah. because I ask for it because mm-hmm. it, then I don't have to take my wallet out. And plus, I'm forgetful. So I will forget. And I can't no. wait for the di- look. <laughs> Are we doing lists right now? No. Okay. <laughs> no, but I hope for the day when I don't have to carry a wall around anymore. And literally, I can just, if there was just a way we could put our IDs in our phone. Ugh, That'd be nice. Fine. I got to say, can so really that um, APB went out only to gas stations at this point. Does that not drive you crazy? Uh, that you can't use your mobile pay yes. or whatever? Yeah, it keeps saying that I can, it's and then it doesn't soon. let you. And I'm yeah. like, when? Yeah, exactly. When is soon? You have the technology. It's there. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, first thing, let me get just those, zap my phone. Before oh. that, they need to get those screens to shut up. Oh, don't talk to me while oh, I'm pumping gas. Oh, yeah, it's one thing to have the TV oh. on. It's another okay, thing to have also, to listen. why can't we just sit in our car and have the gas pumped for us? Okay. Whether it's a robot, Thanks right? In 2019, we should be able to have a robotic. I mean, gas I pay pump. people. There are apps that I can go on right now. You, you know, you're rolling your eyes like, oh, whatever. You're so lazy. There are apps that I can go on my phone. Several of which you use because you are too lazy. And I'm not saying you. Okay, I'm like, I didn't roll my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
I am coming for I you. I actually thought this no, was a good No, what I'm idea. saying is um, mm-hmm. there are apps that you can actually use to like sit in a parking lot and have somebody bring mm-hmm. stuff to your mm-hmm. trunk. And that's and you don't need to get out the car. Why can't we do that with gas? I agree with my you. My holidays you know what? would be a lot happier. That is my new business model for somebody who's... Pump my gas. Bring the gas to my car. Yeah. Right? Why can't... If I can have a... I just wanted to talk about what's stressed us stuff for the holidays, but I'm I saying, got a new business model. Why can't, if I got an app that can bring me my groceries, bring me, yes. I mean, all the things. Like, just have somebody, like, show up at, you know, holiday in 10 minutes, pump my gas. I'll give you some scratch. Not even that. Why can't somebody just bring a gas can over to where my car's parked right now, oh, gas my car up? That's what I'm go. saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't even want to have to bring my car yes. there. Just you bring just, the gas un- to me. I'll open the garage. Yeah. Give you the code. Wow, we solved a lot of problems and nothing uh, we at have all. Issues. We just took what's your problem with the holidays and turned it into my problem with gas. Mm-hmm. We're like Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, basically. Good job. You're welcome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, another problem we have to solve: all the problems with the relationship of Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake. After this, on my talk 1071. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, at least half the story we are being told by a tabloid is correct. That's right, and uh, we'll get to just why Jessica Beale pushed Justin Timberlake to publicly apologize after that whole PDA scandal in just a moment. But yes, Bimberlake. You know, um, it was either that or Timberbeal, and I don't know, Bimberlake just sounds better. Um this is really a publication ship. I think we just need to own it. We need to claim it. We mm-hmm. need to call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. We haven't really talked about Justin Timberlake in terms of a publication ship, uh, insofar as his marriage with Jessica Beale is concerned. But well, I think, I think we, we should. did a good job hiding it for a while. Yeah, and you know there are a bunch of blind items. Trust us. This is a relationship where the publicity is used uh, to you know uh, cover bolster some stuff their, up, bolster their careers, mm-hmm. and is really just a front for a bunch of um, fake stuff and they're doing some shenanigans behind the scenes we'll get to that another day back to the story Mm -hmm. jessica beale pushed justin timberlake to publicly apologize okay interesting so you want me to believe that jessica beale was behind the scenes like oh justin you made everything look bad you really need to go out there and, and apologize here's what she said to a source speaking exclusively to us weekly that means likely that source was Jessica Beale. Yeah, or somebody connected with her, right? These right. are these are Jessica Beale's words coming to us weekly directly. Nobody's doing no investigating. No. Over no, us. They weekly. don't move around too much. Um they just wait for the call to come in. Quote, yeah, like, oh, okay, I guess today we've got to do this. Jessica, quote, encouraged Justin to put out his statement on Instagram because she felt embarrassed by his actions and wanted him to take accountability. You know, the couple is still united. Um, even after this tragic experience and you'll rem- tragic. Yeah. And you'll remember that Justin acknowledged his strong lapse in judgment yep. after drinking way too much that night. And he said, I apologize to my amazing wife and family for putting them through such an embarrassing situation. I'm focused on being the best husband and father I can be. I do believe that Jessica forced him to make that apology. So half of that story is right. Right. Why? Uh, meaning the reason that the story gives, I think that is felonious, fallacious, false. Yeah. Uh, 
And remember, the reason was because she felt embarrassed by his actions and wanted him to take accountability. I think that's lies. I think the truth is that uh, she felt like his doing that and kind of being sloppy about it left them vulnerable to being discovered as the publicationship that they are. Yeah, meaning it makes it look like their marriage is a sham, right? But if their marriage wasn't a sham, then it wouldn't make them feel like people thought their marriage was a sham. Does okay, that make thank sense? You. Yes. Thank you for doing okay. the math that I was trying to figure out how to do. So basically in this case, Justin Timberlake casually holding hands with this woman, um, awkwardly on the set and seemingly not caring about the fact that he's doing this in public that exposed the truth. And the truth is if you buy the blind items, trust us, we have the notes, we've done the work. That exposes that the two of them probably don't have a real marriage in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, showing that in the open is dangerous because that then makes people think, well, wait, do you guys have like an open relationship? Because even if they really do on the inside, on the outside, they are portraying their marriage as something legitimate and it benefits their both of their careers see will smith and jada pinkett smith exactly in the sense that the the rumors have been for years that they have an open relationship and they will even confront those rumors directly saying people say that about us but we don't that's not true well or you just don't want it to be public yeah People do all kinds of freaky things behind closed doors that they don't want the general public to know. Yeah, your neighbors are doing some stuff. Mm. I mean, if they have a pineapple on their front porch. That is an... Mm. Also... You know now. In a blue light, you also know. Or like a rock. I heard if you have a rock in your front yard. A gnome. I heard garden gnomes is another thing. A hot tub. In your front yard? No. Oh, in general. You have pools in your front yard. (laughs) No. No. But my point is, what Justin did was casually hold hands with another woman. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're really up to. But just the mere appearance of him being with another woman indicates that perhaps the marriage is not what it is. And so this is not a case of her being like, I'm so disappointed that you held another woman's hand. Because by his own admission in this fake public statement, he says nothing happened, yet he apologizes for something. Right, so like, it's if, so if nothing actually happens, there's nothing to apologize for. Yes. That's how that works. If, if indeed there's nothing to apologize for, then there's nothing to apologize for. An apology includes an admission of something specific, or at least at a minimum, the all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. ...that something happened. Because if something did happen and they had a real marriage, meaning that, I shouldn't say a real marriage, they had a marriage as defined by the one that is portrayed in pu- in their public image. Mm-hmm. That is one that is monogamous. That is one that is very conventional in the sense that most people would understand. Then there's some real stuff going on. Right. 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 Like, uh, because if your husband was ha- holding the hands of another woman and those pictures came back to you, I feel like you would say to him, you will be apologizing yeah. for what you actually yes. did. And if what you're trying to say, Justin Timberlake, is we didn't do the dirty, then say that. We yeah. didn't get nasty with each other. Yeah. But to say nothing happened, if you're apologizing, that's a double, there's too much happening I would just there. be like, just, try again, yes. sir. <laughs> Apologize for the thing that did happen. Yeah. And if what you're trying to tell us is that you didn't go all the way, then say that. Then say those words. Yeah, I but did don't not... do this weird tap, not even tap dance, it's like a soft shoe around what actually because happened. Because remember also, he's saying nothing happened, but he has to apologize for doing something. <laughs> she, that is Alicia Wainwright, the woman, she's like, there's absolutely nothing going on. In fact, in this story, it says that they're like brother and sister. I, you and I are like actually legitimately like brother and sister, and I'm never gonna put my hand on the inside okay. of your thigh like that. Okay? okay. And if I did, you should punch I'd me. Like, you yeah. should punch me. I never punch Okay, you. don't punch me. When we come back, we got some D bags to tell you about. My Talk 1071. Celebrities and others behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Um, we you have okay? a name for those celebrities behaving badly. Deberg. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Do you know who Megan Fox is? Oh, is she that actress that's married to Brian Austin Green? She is. And do you know that they have three beautiful children? I did know that. Journey River, Bodie Ransom, and Noah Shannon. Okay. Okay. Uh, Three adorable children, three, five and a half, and seven. I just love that when people do that, like five and a half. You know, you want to honor the half, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, I read this article and it kind of made my eyes fall out of my head. And I know I'm not supposed to do that because I was you're wondering not why to... you were walking around without eyeballs today. Yeah, like I can't. Oh god, <laughs> I keep hitting things. No, uh, I know I'm not supposed to judge people's parenting choices, but I'm going to. Okay. And you're 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 welcome to challenge me. Oh, thank if you. You need to. Thank you. I'm just saying, like I get it. I'm I'm probably not. Uh, qualified to give criticism here, but I'm going to. This article about see, your your oh eyes are already gosh. rolling back I in your head. Right the headline is: Actress Megan Fox sends her kid to vegan school to learn that plants have feelings, thoughts, and emotions. Jeez. Oh, no, they don't. Excuse me. Okay, so in an article for People Magazine, actress Megan Fox talks about her kids going to vegan school. To learn that plants have feelings, thoughts, and emotions in order to encourage them to become 
environmentalists. <clears throat> Quote, We send them to an organic, sustainable vegan school where they're seed to table. They plant their own food. They grow it, they harvest it, and they take it to local restaurants to sell it so they understand how all of that works. Okay, so that's a thing. We'll get to my criticism in a moment. I just want to read you a little bit more about what Megan Fox said of her three children going to vegan school. I'm very specific about never harming animals. We don't step on ants. We don't do things like that. We don't rip flowers out of the ground because we think they're beautiful. I teach them that plants are sentient beings. They have feelings, thoughts, and emotions. So that's what we're doing. Congratulations. Can I just say something? Yes. Plants do not have emotions. They are plants. You know, like, this is not the 1970s when people were playing classical music to their houseplants. Look, I anthropomorphize everything. I do not like to kill bugs. I like to set them free and think that I have saved a life. And in in my next life, when I'm a pill bug that gets stepped on, you know, or about to get stepped on, somebody going to take pity on me? Sure. Okay, that this is a cute little story. You could tell your kids, like, read a book about little Billy Bob the pill bug that's doesn't deserve to get stepped on. But you got to teach your children that those are bugs because if they start to treat bugs like people, their world is going to be really scary when also, they grow up. Also, can I say the obvious right now? It's so obvious. Yes, please. You're trying to tell them, your children's, that the plants have feelings and emotions. Doesn't that scare but them? But they're they- going to eat them. They're going to eat the plants. But they don't step on bugs, but they kill the things that have feelings and emotions. Mm. Like every time they turn on the lawnmower, they're going to have like PTSD. That's what I'm trying to say. Or like they go to vegan school where they plant the seeds and then they sell it. But then they eat the that's what they're eating. Right. I mean, that to me, if you've listen. It's complicated. I want to start by just saying that. Well, I knew that's why I was going to, you know, have people like they're going to get up on their haunches and be like, you know, it is complicated, right? Because like I come from a carnivorous family, (laughs) my children, my children want to eat the meat and they're aware that the meats have eyeballs and brains and feelings. But that is like we have we got. But but I also am not raising the animals that we're eating in my yard. There are people who do that, right? There and are they, people who live and on... And they have to have conversations exactly. about the circle of life. Exactly. And in many ways, we can advocate for, you know, taking better care of those animals and completing the circle of life in exactly. a more humane way. There are so many ways to have these conversations, but to oversimplify or boil it down to, I teach them that plants have feelings and emotions. No, they and do, thoughts. but they don't. A, yes, A, they don't. B, then your child is eating the, and they know. Also, I just want to tell you. So she goes, my son accidentally stepped on a roly poly once, and he was devastated. And we had a funeral for a full funeral for it. We did a ceremony. We buried it. We lit sage. We released him back. So they're very involved. Again, I think that's adorable from a story standpoint, but like from the 
art of really raising children standpoint, that is a horrible, horrible thing to give your child because now that child feels as though every time they drive down the freeway at 50 miles an hour, they are they are mass murderers. Okay, I think I figured out where they go to school. Oh, okay. Say more. They go to this place. Now, they may or may not, but I put on my my Google hat. Yep. And they go to this place. Looks lovely on you, by the way. Thank you. Called Muse School California, which was co-founded by James Cameron's wife, Susie Cameron. By the by the way, by the way, the fee to go to this school is five figures every year. Um, yes, it, it costs- and I want you to understand something that that school was built out of. I don't know, presumably wood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which From basically an animal the that, slaughter or a plant of trees. That had feelings. Yeah, those yeah. trees had feelings. Right. This is just this. It's gonna, no, it's, it's gonna, very gonna, precious. And here's yeah. my bigger. Here, I also have this issue because when you talked about Bradley, the roly poly funeral that they had. As a mother, that sounds exhausting to me. And what I mean is, at some point in that child's life, they're going to have to confront the realities of loss and that you have to process very quickly. You yeah. cannot have a funeral for every sad thing oh that God, happens again, in your life. Like, can you imagine the amount of dead bugs that are going to show up and in I'm, their house? What happens if Orkin drives up uh, right? the street? <laughs> Trying to get the mice out of your house. Here's the other thing. I, you know, I get it. Like, I want there to be healthy conversations about grief and grieving and difficult feelings. Yes. yes. But there is such a thing as over amplifying that. And again, as a mother, that sounds exhausting to me. My children have stepped on. I One of my kids, my 13 year old, he is he does not want to kill anything that yeah. any bug, any spider, whatever. He's overly cautious about it. You know, getting the centipedes and releasing yep. them to freedom and all of that. Yes. Same yes. And I'm like, good on you. Thank you. I'm probably going to kill a few. Yeah. Because that's how I deal with them. But we also can't have an emotional process every single time that happens. Yeah, so I came home one time and we had some sort of like fly situation. They had gotten in the house and there were like literally 50 flies in my kitchen. And I got a fly swatter and I went to town. I mean, are you trying to tell me I'm Jeffrey Dahmer? No, I'm not trying to tell you that. I mean... (laughs) Just to give you a sense of what kind of person Megan Fox is, she also said uh, earlier this year that she considers herself a feminist, but that other feminists don't seem to want her in their club. Uh, Okay. So that's the kind of person we're We're dealing with. We're dealing with. All right. Uh, I wanted to give you guys a D-bag follow-up, and this is from yesterday's D-bag, which was the guy who swatted the... uh, Anchor woman on the behind. Oh, yeah. Uh, his name, by the way, is Tommy Calloway. Tommy Calloway, the runner who slapped a reporter's rear end on live television during a race, uh, the Savannah Bridge run in Georgia on Saturday. Uh, the, the video went viral. The uh, reporter who had her behind swatted by this runner um was horrified and rightly so she felt violated she tweeted about it he has been identified again as tommy calloway and uh he has apologized oh good publicly he told inside edition i can't believe they're the ones that got the interview quote 
the following. This is what he said. I was getting ready to bring my hands up and wave to the camera to the audience. And there was a misjudgment in character and decision making. I touched her back. I didn't know exactly where I touched her. Then he goes on. Uh, to say uh, that he took her words to heart. He said, I totally agree 100% with her statement, which, by the way, her statement again was, to the man who smacked my butt on live TV this morning, you violated, objectified, and embarrassed me. Uh, No woman should ever have to put up with this at work or anywhere. Do better. So he said, I totally agree 100% with her statement. Um, He, by the way, is a married father of two. His job is a youth pastor. Oh, God. He said the two most important words were her last two words, do better. And that is my intention. If I did see her facial reaction, I would have been embarrassed, felt ashamed, and I would have stopped, turned around and apologized to her. Uh, He's very disappointed in himself. He says he feels horrible. Um, She said that she said on CBS this morning. So the reporter was on CBS this morning and she said of the 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 slap uh, she said it was a heavy impact he hit me hard she said um and she said that watching the footage back is like an out-of-body experience she said i think the most important um what is most important here is he took my power and i'm trying to take that back um so there you go i mean mean, now we know the guy's name he has been banned from doing any more of the races that are put on by that race company yeah um i mean hopefully his words ring true meaning that he really means them because if that's the case that's you know definitely an apology there's no like ifs ands or buts about no pun intended no pun intended sorry that's okay uh in any case i will say twitter has blown up oh i'm sure oh yeah twitter is probably still coming for him oh big time yeah but you know, i did I see a story about her thinking about stuff. legal action was that an old story or something i didn't see that story. i mean you know there are probably many stories circulating about yeah. this i have not yeah. seen i haven't seen that one i don't know i can't she probably speak to whether that or not that's true that was true on like cbs this morning but uh when we come back on the colleen and bradley show i uh had some time to watch a movie that everybody's talking about. Uh, I watched Marriage Story on Netflix, and oh, yeah. I want to tell you a little bit about it after right. this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Well, I got the opportunity to sit on my couch and watch a, uh, a movie that people have been buzzing about. That movie is Marriage Story. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. When we talk about those things that we put our, eye, our eyeballs on, we uh, call it, here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, Here's What We're here. Watching Live. What did you watch? Okay, so I watched Marriage Story, and this is the, the movie that people are buzzing about. And, and I want people to know, first of all, um, that it is currently in theaters. And, of course, the reason why is so that it can get those award nominations. Yeah, for sure. But you can watch it just on your couch at home. And I don't really feel like this is a movie that you need to go to the theater to see. Yeah, for sure. So don't feel like you need to scramble to get to the theater to see this movie if it's something you wanted to see. But this is a movie uh, directed by and and written by Noah Baumbach. And he it's a it's an autobiographical story about his divorce from Jennifer Jason Lee um, based on their their relationship and their divorce. And it stars um, it stars Adam Driver. And Scarlett Johansson as the lead characters. And it literally is a couple going through a divorce. And? And so if you are a person (laughs) 
who has lived through parents who have gone through oh, a divorce sure. or friends that have gone through a divorce or maybe you or maybe gone you've a gone through yeah. a divorce you will be watching the story of two people going through a divorce. going through a divorce okay so you're not saying what you thought of it well that's I, it's hard because there's so much buzz about it and i'm trying to like shut the buzz out because the buzz is like watch oh my gosh it's like emotionally wow and there are funny parts Here's what I'll tell you. It is the performance of Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver's life. Oh, okay. Meaning they both put on a great performance okay. in this movie. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. And, and so any accolades that are being given to them are absolutely earned. As far as a, a movie goes, I... I mean, I hesitate. There's nothing unique about it in the sense that maybe what makes it unique is how not unique it is. Yeah, It is very pedestrian. It really speaks to the nuances and the actual experience of a divorce. There, I, I, I expected to cry more. I expected to have my heart ripped out and like thrown all over the room more. No. Not really. But their performances were good. So it was good. It just wasn't like, you know... Did it sit with you? Did you think no. about it a lot? So afterwards? that's the other thing is okay. So I also happen to be of the opinion that when you, oh, how how do I say this without just sounding obnoxious? But if you are a person who has had drama like that in your own life, mm-hmm. watching it unfold, sometimes for some people it's therapeutic, yeah, or cathartic. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't. Okay, maybe it tipped a little bit of my um, thoughts about the dissolution of a marriage on their head a little bit. Yeah. But it just, it felt like I was, and maybe this is what they want, right? But it felt like I was looking into somebody else's life in a way that I didn't feel comfortable with. Oh, so it made you a little uncomfortable. I felt like a voyeur. Wait, yeah. voyeur? Yeah. Voyeur is a person who's looking, right? Yeah. Exhibitionist yeah. is a person who's doing the stuff. I felt like a voyeur in an uncomfortable way in parts of it. And then in other parts of it, it's like you could see exactly what was going to happen next. You have the lawyers playing the lawyer tropes, right? The, the you know, hard as nails lawyer who's going to find any loophole to get what they want. And then, you know, the the discomfort of that and, and, and how maybe to one person it looks one way, but the same thing looks different to the other person. It shows you everything that you probably already know about a relationship. Yeah. There was nothing particularly revelatory about it. Yeah, there was not. So maybe it was just sort of a meditation on divorce and however you are feeling in that moment that you right. watch it is what it, how it's going to affect you. And I think that I expected it to be something that it wasn't or couldn't be. Maybe I expected it to be different in some way or show me something like that you maybe... you were going to see something new and different. Yeah, but yeah. it did, but I really didn't. It really was exactly what it sounds like. It's the 
story of two people's relationship failing. Um, there's a couple things about this, their particular relationship that are not maybe, you know, as cut and dried as many, uh, you know, people would be familiar with the fact, in the fact that they are trying to parent by coastally. So they um, lived in New York and she moved to California as they were going through the divorce. And so the bi-coastal part of the story is a little bit different than what you would typically see. Sure. Not many people are going to have that experience. And it was interesting, but it wasn't enough to, I don't know. Okay. Well, right now, I know I'm not selling it. Am I? It's, but you, it's not your job to sell uh-huh. it. You're just sharing what you felt about it. And frankly, that means I don't feel like I'm going to be rushing to watch it, but I probably uh, will hear Jamie's thoughts and opinions because he'll be watching watching it it. because it'll be up for awards. Yeah. Uh, But those are the kinds of movies that get nominated that I'm like, "Mm, I I might not make that my first uh, movie to go see. I might wait if I'm going to see that at all. I'm probably not going to see it. Here's what I will say. For Scarlett Johansson in particular, it shows a different side of her than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. Um, she plays a very typical, she plays an actress in the film, Yeah. but, but she's really focusing on the, the, she's more focused on the mom piece of it and the wife piece of it and sort of the hurt of the divorce. So you see, it's a dramatic role that we're not necessarily used to her seeing, to seeing her in. Yeah. Um, and it's very emotional and the acting is great. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to think Adam Driver is sexy. Oh, he is, though. I've thought that for a while. I didn't think that really until very recently. He's kind of like ugly sexy. Yeah. Kind of like Benedict Cumberbatch, but like a a grungier, like manly version. Yeah, like I would want to do bad things to him. Just wanted to let that sit where it belongs. Well, so would I. (laughs) Okay. No, but seriously, no, but he, he's, he, yeah. he, there is a sexual, uh, sexual. Mm-hmm. There's an, um, there's a thing to him. He's je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Here's the other thing about it. So it's 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 billed as a comedy drama. I would say the comedy parts I didn't know if I was supposed to be laughing at. Yeah. Or if they were, so that was uncomfortable, and that would be the only piece where I think the benefit of being in a community setting watching Marriage Story would be a good thing to see how the rest of the audience maybe reacts in those times. Because when I'm sitting alone on my couch, I don't know that I feel very comfortable laughing at some of the scenarios that are put forth when the greater feel of it is sort of like a somber, sad feeling. Yeah. Um, the kid in the movie is awesome. I wish I could remember his um, his name, but the, the, the young man who plays their child is awesome. But I don't know. No, it's I, fine. I'm feeling mad about it. I'll be curious to hear what your report from the report yeah, is. Yeah, no, because I'll get a report from Jamie for sure. Yeah. Can I really just quickly add something? Yeah. If you're, if you're done with I'm this? done. So um, I just happened to watch something last night. Oh, what did you watch? It's kind of not really related, but um, the band's visit. It oh, yeah. The show that's at the Orpheum right now. And I just wanted to say it was a great show. If you get the chance to see it, you should go see it because it is actually a uh, it's won a bunch of Tony Awards and stuff, and it's I don't know how long it's here, um, probably through the week anyway. Um, it's just a really different musical, and it will make you have thoughts and feelings about life, and um, the music was really great. I just wanted to 
we'll give a shout out. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So go see that, the band's visit, and then uh, maybe don't see Marriage Story. Or wait but it's for on somebody Netflix. you trust to see it. Yeah, but it's on Netflix, and you can try it for like 30 minutes, and if you're bored and done with it, Just stop it. Turn it off. No harm, no foul. When we come back, on the Colleen and Bradley show. What diet fads are we going to just leave behind in oh, 2010s, 2020s? Oh, from the 2010s. Forget it. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.